Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. This is going to be episode number 295. This is with Brendan Burns of Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. And I want to remind you guys, if you happen to have missed episode 294, Brendan does a great job of breaking down North American wild sheep and the areas uh, to hunt them, the states and provinces where these uh, uh, animals are located, uh, the gear uh, used uh, is going to be covered in this episode, but he covers, you know, the differences between uh, doll sheep, fan and sheep, uh, stone sheep, uh, you know, field judging all of the thin horns versus the big horns. Uh, he's talking about desert big horn. He's talking about Rocky Mountain big horn, and um, it's a great episode. So I remind you to check out uh, episode 294. Brendan has harvested uh, eight rams uh, himself. Uh, and he's uh, going again here in a month or two. Uh, so he's got a lot of knowledge, and I know you're going to like this episode. We're going to talk about gear uh, that he specifically uses on these sheep hunts. Um, so this is going to be a great episode as well. I want to thank Brendan uh, for coming on and sharing his expertise. Uh, guys, I want to remind you that uh, Kuyu, uh, the founder, Jason Harrison, uh, uh, on uh, June the 8th is doing a Kuyu live event uh, on Facebook and uh, they are going to be, Jason is going to be asking or answering questions about the new summer releases. Uh, They're going to feature the 2017 backpack updates, Scarpa boots, uh, Super Down Ultra, uh, the rangefinder holder and other innovative products that they've come out with. They're going to be announcing three lucky winners who stay tuned throughout the entire broadcast. Um, they're going to be selected to win some great Kuyu gear. Um, you can go to kuyu.com to register for that event. I also want to remind you that the Kuyu Mobile Showroom uh, is going to be in Seattle, Washington this weekend, uh, June 8th through the 10th, Spokane, Washington, June 15th through the 17th, Missoula, Montana, Boise, Idaho, Idaho Falls, Bozeman, Montana, July 13th through the 15th, Denver, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Omaha, Nebraska, Kansas City, Missouri, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Texas, August 24th through the 26th, Houston, Lubbock, Albuquerque, Grand Junction, Salt Lake City, Cedar City, Utah, Las Vegas, Phoenix, San Diego, Los Angeles, and closing out in Reno, Nevada, November 9th through the 11th. Uh, make sure you go to kuyu.com to find out about the Kuyu Mobile Showroom. Uh, like you're going to hear from Brendan in this podcast, uh, they have every size of every piece of gear that Kuyu offers. So you can go and touch it, feel it, try it on, etc. Find out what's exactly what size, uh, you know, which, which garments, which pieces of gear uh, which packs, uh, boots, etc., that you like the best, and uh, you can actually make orders uh, right there at the mobile showroom. So make sure to check them out. I want to thank Kuyu for their support of this podcast and being a sponsor of the podcast. Um, and I also want to thank uh, GoHunt.com Insider. Uh, they're the title sponsor of this podcast and remind you that uh, you can use the J. Scott promo code when signing up for the Go Hunt Insider. You're going to get a $50 Kuyu gift card automatically emailed to you. Uh, and uh, Go Hunt Insider is an incredible resource for any hunter hunting in the Western U.S. Uh, they break down uh, draw odds, uh, st- all sorts of statistics with every state and every draw. Uh, they've got uh, gear giveaways, hunt giveaways. 
Uh, it's just a, a, a great resource. Also want to thank Phonescope.com. If you use the JScott16 promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount on all Phonescope products through the website. Uh, also, Cody Nelson over at the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix, uh, the Optics Authority. If you use the JScott promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount there on the Outdoorsman's uh, product. So, uh, guys, let's get right to this episode. Uh, if you want to send me a comment or an email, uh, I appreciate all all comments that I get, questions, what have you, uh, you can do so at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can also please follow along on Instagram at jscottoutdoors, my YouTube channel, jscottoutdoors, my website, uh, jscottoutdoors.com. And I appreciate hearing from each and every one of you. If you've got guests or topics that you want to hear on the podcast, uh, please shoot me up uh, a message. A direct message on Instagram is also a great way to get a hold of me. Uh, also, guys, if you would uh, please, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, if you'd give me a review on iTunes, a fair review, and some positive comments, that'd be great. It helps our placement. And uh, just going to keep trying to bring great information uh, throughout the summer here. And I love hearing from you guys. Uh, let's get right to this episode with Brendan Burns. Let's talk about gear. Obviously, um, you work uh, for Kuyu Ultralight Hunting, and, and you guys, I mean, you and Jason go on a cheap hunt every single year, and, I mean, the foundation of the company is built on sheep hunting. It's built on mountain hunting. And um, first first question would be, you know, is that the truth, that Kuyu is, the foundation is built on your you guys' personal hunts that you are going on, you guys are building gear for yourselves to go on, you know, be better prepared and be in the backcountry longer and more comfortable. And um, I, I just want to get that whole vibe of, because I've gotten it from Jason before, but I'm curious from your perspective. Yeah, it's what we love to do. I mean, I mean Jason's philosophy at the beginning um, has always been, you know, the less you have to carry, the more the, the more technical fabric you're using, the better the design, the lighter weight you are, the further you can go. It just it boils down to math. Um, it's just you know the 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 less the the more comfortable you can be with less, um, and not less as in as in having less. Like the less you can carry by you, you know using more technical fabrics by you know getting your system dialed more by using lighter uh, you know lighter rain gear, lighter base layers, you know waterproof down all that kind of stuff everything you take out of your pack is more is is further you can go more comfortable you can be on that hunt i mean the drive is always you know to be able to produce the best gear that's gonna keep you you know warm dry comfortable and the less you have to carry um, to wear you down on on one of these long hunts and everything you build is is basically for these type of hunts um you know i mean yeah we go on one a year together but we go on uh you know I'm, you know, three to nine a year, uh, depending on the year and how lucky you've been and stuff like that. That's what I really love to do. So, I mean, every, everything we do, whether we're testing, designing, you know, is, is based on improving, you know, performance and, and how you feel on those songs. Let's talk a little bit about um, your thin horn hunts and, you know, those, those hunts are coming up here, um, you know, this summer. And there's guys that listen to the podcast that definitely want to know kind of from 
uh, the early season hunts moving into, you know, the later season um, mountain, you know, sheep hunts. Let's go over your gear list um, from start to finish, if you will. Uh, and at any given time when you're going through that list, if there's things that you have changed, um, maybe tell why you've specifically changed to that specific piece of gear. Um, so that if guys are thinking, well, Brennan's taking this, but I wonder why, um, maybe if you could kind of just go through it and talk about if there's any transition from one piece to another, um, how that transition has occurred or that learning curve of, oh crap, yeah, that's not going to work. That's why I switched to this. Yeah, a lot of it um, in my gear list is, is personal preference too. You know, some of it, you know, some guys, you know, whether you like, you know, sometimes I, I like merino, sometimes I like synthetic, sometimes I like, a, you know, backpack stuff, sometimes I like a little more durable. A lot of it depends on the hunt. Um, how I set my kit up, it depends on, you know, where I'm going, the time of year, the location, temperature, the terrain, and the weather you can expect. You know, some areas you know you're going to live in your rain gear. Some areas it's pretty nice. Um, and, a lot, you know, again, a lot of it boils down to personal preference. You know, again, I'm, I'm not a huge guy, so body type, weather tolerance all need to be factored in. And along with, you know, the advice you get from your outfitter says, hey, you need to bring this or that. So um, taking that all into into account, um one thing there's there really is no magic bullet. I mean, there's no like this is you know the system I'm going to go over. This is what I prefer on a sheep hunt. But there's no we get it all the time. Guys who call up like, hey, what's your best jacket? It's like well, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, are you active? Are you sitting still? Are you are you carrying a backpack? Are you on your own? Is it a three day hunt? Like there's so many questions that you know. That's why the beauty of our system is that it allows a guy that runs hot. You know, I mean, I know guys that sit in a tree stand you know, in 32 degrees in a t-shirt, and, you know, to me, I'd be freezing to death, um, and, and guys that, you know, don't sweat that much, guys that are huge sweaters, um, guys, you know, skin tolerance as far as, you know, w- what you like to have in your base layer, you know, how warm you need to be at, at night, some guys sleep hot, cold, you know, um, so it, it, there's a, there's a lot of things that come into play as far as your gear, and, and again, all you're going to, the only way you're going to know that is by getting out there and doing it. How do you how do you want me to break it down like top bottom pack kind of stuff or yep yeah so generally on most on on I'm just gonna say that this as a as a full backpack sheep hunt unsupported so what, the the list I'm gonna go through is when you get dropped off or you hike in from somewhere but you're not coming out for ten days and you're unsupported meaning you can't just pick up and walk six hours to the trailhead and walk out I mean that's the, the the back country to me or, or being remote is, is, is unsupported. Like you're in there no matter what. So that's, that's how I always go into these hunts is, um, I prefer the two gas rain gear. It's light. Um, it's not quite as durable obviously the, as the Yukon, but that, that's the rain gear. I like, um, just for whatever reason I, when I'm backpacking, that's my backpack rain gear. Um, anymore, I haven't taken soft shell that much. I, I like our Kenai hooded jacket. It's really breathable. Um, you can hike in it while you're, while staying warm. It's a little more insulated than a soft shell. Um, that's the one I like. Uh, my next layer is the Peloton 240 full zip. I like a hood, um, which, you know, kind of varies from year to year. Sometimes I like to take a hood. Sometimes I don't. Um, lately that's, that's basically what I've been using. And then I prefer on that one, one question on that, Brendan, what condition would make it where you said, yes, I'm taking the hood or no, I'm not taking the hood. Is there a, is there a wind factor or rain factor? Like what would say hood or no hood? Yeah. Kind of, if you could expect, you're going to get, 
you know, you could get some bad weather for a long extended period of time. And, and I don't like to have too many hoods. Generally, it's, you know, like a that setup right there with the Chugach, Kenai, and the Peloton. Um, that's three hoods. That's that's my max number of hoods. I'm, I'm out of hoods on that and with the Peloton being real a, a real small hood. Um, sometimes I do like to glass that hood up. It's pretty wind resistant. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of just a personal preference. I've, I've, I've taken both. I just tend to lean towards the hood. So, um Base layer is one of those things. Some guys love synthetic. I prefer merino. I, the thinnest merino I can get are 125 merino. That's what I wear next on my base layer. I like the fact that I'm not going to get, I'm not going to smell horrible in 10 days. I like how it feels next to my skin. Um, you know, merino doesn't doesn't dry as quick as some synthetics. It tends to pull the moisture off you and hold it in a little more. Um, but when it's super thin like that, it dries pretty fast. So I, I prefer a merino base layer. Long sleeve or short. Depends on the hunt, but long sleeve most of the time. I, I take our Peloton 240 beanie, uh, you know, a ball cap, Peloton 240 beanie, guide glove, neck gaiter, generally our 200 neck gaiter if it's going to be colder, or the Reno one um, if it's not, and then on upper, you know, your bino system. I carry uh, our large bino system. I'm running tens that I can put on my tripod uh, on most sheep hunts. I carry 15s and 12s now, and so, you know, at the end of the day, I... I prefer glass and sheep off a tripod, so I, uh, I'm carrying tens with a with a tripod mount. Okay. Um, one question I would have for you. Well, go ahead and let's talk about your your socks and your boots, and then I've got a couple questions for you. So socks and boots. I, I run a little different system than a lot of guys. I, I like super thin socks. So um, our sock is pretty heavy. If you like a heavier sock, it's great. I take it when it's cold. Um, we have some socks I'm working with now that are really thin. I, I wear two pairs of super thin socks, um, just what I've always done. I take a heavier pair for sleeping at night for so, so I don't get cold, but I found two two sets of merino socks prevent blisters in, in the type of boots that, that, that I wear. I'm wearing uh, our Scarpa Rebel K. I've been wearing that, our new boot. Um, it's it's I think the ultimate sheep hunt, sheep hunting boot ever built, 700 grams, which you know it's basically six tenths of a pound lighter to a pound lighter than than most sheep hunting boots that have the same features, or or alpineering or mountaineering boots or alpine boots that have the same features. Um, it's fully synthetic, dries super fast. It's not as stiff as the boot that I was wearing before. I, I prefer a really really stiff boot. This is a boot that a lot of guys are going to be able to to break in and really like. It's it's not, you know mountaineering stiff like totally as stiff as you can get it which i actually prefer a really stiff boot but that's that's the boot system i'm running right now and i'm could not be happier with it i i just i I think it's as good as it gets right now and you've been you were guinea pig in those um all last season right i mean that's you did a lot of your hunts in that rebel what is the rebel k now yep yeah i've been um the first Yep, I've been running those since 2014. Um, I, I started running the Rebel Pro on a on a stone sheep hunt in the Yukon. Jason and I went on, and basically, what I my quest was kind of like I'm going to find the lightest mountaineering uh, sheep hunting capable boot that I can find, um, and and that's what I started with. And and that Uli Stack had designed, you know, rest his soul. He just actually passed away on Everest. Had designed this boot as the as the lightest weight. Um, technical mountaineering boot in the world. And so I, I, I got that boot and started with that. It wasn't very durable. I went through three pairs, I think, in 
three pairs in one fall, and they're like four hundred and fifty bucks a piece. So they were they were they were designed to be super. They were basically throwaway boots, but they were super lightweight. Um, and then we we started getting some some prototype stuff um, with heavier rand, little lighter sole, a little more easy to break in sole, more durable. So it's it's a it's a great great boot, um, fully synthetic. It's got sock fit. If, if if you haven't tried sock fit from Scarfets, it basically eliminates the tongue. It's yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm. If you can tell, I'm pretty happy with the boot. <laughs> you know, again, yeah, being, being involved in the, in the design, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it, uh, with how it turned out. But sock fit basically eliminates the tongue. You know, like um, you have the tongue overlaps and flaps and stuff that you have to tuck into a boot when you tighten it up. Um, sock fit is just like what it sounds like. You just slide into it. It's like a sock. It's a, it's a heavy stretch fabric that basically eliminates the tongue. It's got a small tongue, but just I've just found it to be way more comfortable. Now, Brendan, just to be clear, like, I mean, you, for lack of a better term, you're testing and guinea pigging a lot of this stuff, but you're the first guy to be like, this sucks, this sucks, I don't like this, I don't like that, like, we need to change this, we need to change that. Like, this isn't one of those things that, you know, you're drinking your own Kool-Aid. Like, I've heard you where you're like, yeah, I thought this was going to be really good, and this piece didn't turn out like I thought, let's go back to the drawing boards. And that's one thing... I've talked with Jason about before it's like that impresses me you know looking from the outside looking in seeing how you guys literally you you nitpick every little thing and where you're taking the gear it has to work for you and if it doesn't work for you you go back and find something that will correct yeah I'm they I mean they call me black and white I'm I either like it or I don't and I'm I definitely am not uh, not a yes man when it comes to gear on stuff that I like I mean it either works and it's either comfortable or or it's not I mean it, it doesn't help anybody to improve anything by grabbing everything and saying yeah it fits great or it looks great and, and I'm you know everybody has their different preferences and and, and stuff how you know how it feels with them and body type and all that but yeah I'm I'm, I'm pretty hard on our stuff somebody's going to break it it's probably going to be me and especially like the prototype stuff we, we we get after it as far as you know the the actual testing for what it's going to be used for we ultimately want to take our gear to where use it for ourselves in the worst conditions that any customer could possibly ever take it and then we feel really comfortable bringing it to market um, and so that's why we do what we do um, we want to take it out i mean you know whether it's glacier Glacier stuff. I mean, I, I had guys say, you know, why, why do you always got crampons on or an ice axe or whatever? It's like, that's where we're at. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, glacier hunting, you know, super rainy, nasty stuff. Um, that that's where you're gonna find out how it's gonna perform. Um, so yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty hard on the gear, and, and like I said, I'm I'm just thrilled with how this boot boot these new boots came out. Um, and we have three three new sets of boots now that. One's pretty easy that anybody can break in. Phenomenal boot called the R Evolution. We have the the Rebel K, which is the one that I'm running most of the time, and then the Rebel Ultra, which has got a built-in gator that has a, just a super cool feature. Where uh, if you're doing a ton of stream crossings with the with the Rebel Ultra, you can run this loose gator that is still attached to the boot that comes up a little bit up to your ankle. You can run it high up your calf, and then your rain pants would go over that. Uh, obviously be wearing rain regular pants but your rain pants would go over that down to the, as low on the boots as you can go and then you can run your gator up over the top of those two and then you can put a strap around it and make it and basically like makes it watertight if you keep moving for any kind of stream crossing so that's that's those those three boots are really thrilled with how they come out 
Yeah, and the um, going back to the R evolution, that's going to be more of a lower 48, more of you know mule deer hunts, elk hunts, um, uh, turkey hunts, you know hunts that are you know not as uh, physically demanding, you know more of an everyday hiker boot, right? I, I have both the R evolution and the Rebel Ks on order. Um, should be getting them here pretty soon, and I can't wait to try them out. But is that categorizing the R Evolution pretty good in that it's you know it's an everyday hiker type boot? It's it's a lot of lower 48 hunts, um, but then once you step up more into the um, you know more severe terrain and and steeper terrain and what have you, that's when the Rebel K really starts to shine. Yeah, the R Evolution boot should be able to uh, basically anybody should be able to break it in. It's got sock fit, which is awesome. Like I said, when when people try sock fit from Scarpa, and obviously that's not something we, you know, that's, that's, they're one of the best boot manufacturers in the world, but it's, it's, it's a revolutionary thing when you try on a boot, and uh, you just, you just have to take my word for it and give it a try. As far as comfort goes and slipping into a pair of boots that's going to fit your feet, they're, they're phenomenal. And yeah, that's a boot that most anybody can break in. I mean, one thing we've ran into is there's, there's, you know, really stiff boots are, are hard for people to like, and we've we've had some boots that are that I really like that are a little bit too stiff for most people because they they've kind of overdone what they're what they what they need. You know, I always say you don't break a super stiff boot in; you break your foot into a super stiff boot. I mean, the first couple months I wore a true mountaineering boot, a tech mountaineering boot, it, it was it's so it, it just it just feels weird. But once you get in really really steep terrain, solid rock, giant granite faces. You know whether you're wearing it with crampons or 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 just climbing nasty stuff that gives way. Like that's where you can truly appreciate uh, a really stiff boot. So um, the 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 R Evolution is is going to be a boot that just about anybody can wear for any condition, especially you know down here. It's easier to break in, um, but you know again, fully synthetic is going to dry faster. Really comfortable fit. Um, so I, I I think you're really going to like that boot. Good. One thing I didn't hear, and maybe I just I just didn't hear it, was in your kit when you were talking about it. I, I heard you talk about the Chugach rain gear, um, but I didn't hear what pant on typical Thinhorn um, hunts. What pant that? Uh, yeah, we kind of skipped. We we went to the top. Now I'll go to the, I'll, I'll I'll go to the bottom. You know, pant lower layers okay. that, I, that I wear. So so we went through the boots there, boots gator. You know, I wear um, most hunts. I take the attack pants. Um, if it's going to be super hot, I'll take the Tiburon. If it's going to be cold, late season, big horn hunting, uh, the guide pant. Um, if you like knee pads, we have the, the Chinook and the Alpine, which is another variation of that. I've taken those on, on hunts as well. Um, but, you know, the attack pant is kind of your go-to pant. It's stretch woven, light, dries quick. That's kind of your all-around. That's that's what I, I think I'm, the majority of my sheep hunts, that's what I've worn. So uh, attack pant, belt. The full zip long underwear, I'd never go anywhere without them. <clears throat> if you haven't tried those, yeah, if you haven't awesome. tried those, you're really missing out. But you, what weight do you typically go with, Brendan? There's two different weights. What weight do you use? Well, there, we have uh, we have four. We have two synthetic and two merino. Um, and I tend to take okay. um, early season, I like the 145 merino full zip. And then late season, I like the 200 Peloton synthetic. Um, so just... Just okay. depends um, on the on the on the time of year and how cold it is, um, and then Chugach pant uh, on a full backpack sheep hunt. I take the Chugach pant. Now, if you were hunting the lower forty-eight, because uh, we get this a lot, like what's the the Yukon, the Chugach, the Ultra? 
Ultra is is basically rain gear that you. Um, I'm not going to say emergency rain gear because it's it's a it's a it's an awesome set. It's super light. It's not going to be as durable as the two gas, but if you are going on a hunt, you might get rain one or two days. You're not expecting rain or to have to live in your rain gear. That's a great option, especially in the lower 48. On a full backpack sheep hunt, I take the Chugach. Some guys, a lot of guys like the Yukon. It's definitely heavier, more durable. Um, so it just it just depends. You know, again, these are kind of personal preferences. I don't like um, pockets on my rain gear. Um, I prefer just a real simple rain pants. So some guys like pockets. Um, just depends on on what you like. We we make something for everybody. If you were going on a hunt that you were going to be doing a ton of um, brush busting and, and really working through the alders and the devil's claw and what have you, would would you personally still wear the Chugach pant? Let's say you were, you know, your whole hike in, it was going to be raining, or, or would you um, go with the Yukon um, in, in that situation personally? I, 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 I use the Chugach mainly, um, and, and again, I, I've never... Uh, you know, uh, most of the time, if you're going to rip rain gear, it's doing something you're not hunting related, when you know, it's getting in and out of a plane, moving gas, horses, something like that. Um, I still, a lot of times if it's raining out, I will just wear long underwear and rain pants. I won't even wear my regular pants. I'll just keep them in my, um, in my pack so they'll, they stay dry or I can, you know, just drop a layer. Um, so it just depends on the hunt. Like I said, I, I prefer that pant the most. I mean, late, I wear, I wear the Yukon a lot more late season. And then, you know, and guiding stuff, stuff that you're doing, lots of work, just you need it to be more durable. Okay, that makes sense. So that'll go through the stuff in, in uh, my pack, you know. So, again, we're talking about a 10-day sheep hunt. You know, I'm running the Icon Pro 7200. That's the pack I, I like. I always carry my own glass. So, you know, it's got the you know, spotting scope pockets. I'm, you know, even on a bit on a sheep hunt up north, I'm still carrying, you know, my 95 or my 80 swirl and a full tripod. You know, it's a it's a eight-pound hit, but... For me, I like to I like to glass my own sheep. I like to know what I'm looking at. I like you know I just I, I feel naked without having my own spotting scope and tripod. So uh, I'm running the 7200 Icon Pro um, gun holder, bow holder. Basically, depending on what you're doing, you know, as far as degree of bag, I either run a, a 15 or a zero or, or or a 30, depending on you know early season NWT. It's supposed to be pretty nice. You're not going to get horrible weather. A 30 is great. You know, October, November, Montana, zero degree bag, got to have it. The Neo Air sleeping pad, you know, so uh, whether you take it insulated or uninsulated, kind of depends on the time of year. Um, I carry a three liters, three liter water ba- bladder in my in my pack. Uh, Havilon knife, headlamp, uh, the new Petzl we're, we're carrying. Um, I have all my gear. Every single piece of gear that I have is in a roll top dry bag. I probably have six of them in my pack. I just don't believe in letting anything get wet. I, uh, you know, the, I, I carry. And they're so light. Oh, they weigh not one ounce. Top, I mean, they weigh nothing. Bags you know. are, yeah. But I have everything yeah. in a drive. So do you compartment? Do you do you c- c- put those in? You know, categorize yep. them and have them in different. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Explain that. Yeah, like um, for example, like my my super down. So a super down pant and super down jacket are two things that I have. Whether I'm going to the NWT in July. Or whether I'm hunting in late October in Montana or in New Mexico or whatever, I have a super down jacket and a super down pan on me 100% of the time. I put it in our medium stuff sack and I have it at the bottom of my pack all the time. I mean, no matter what I'm doing, it's basically like a like an extra sleeping bag if you have you know an emergency, if you just got chilled down. No matter what, that's a, it, you know it's just one thing that I always have in my pack no matter what. I have not 
went on a hunt in the last, since we started making that stuff, um, that I didn't have that with me. I've had to sleep out three or four different times. It makes a night that's, you know, would be normally just completely miserable, not that bad. So that's 100% that's in my pack. And generally at the bottom in a, in a waterproof bag. And then, like, I have, you know, whether it's gloves, a hat, uh, you know, kind of incidental stuff, my my med kit, all that kind of stuff I have in one bag with some with some other stuff. I have my food bag. I have, you know, one one for my camera, um, one one for everything I'm carrying. Basically, anything I have is going to be, unless it's totally waterproof, like, um, is going to be in one of the small bags in one of the pockets, even even on the top, you know, in the in the lid I carry tags, you know, camera, all that kind of stuff. It's all got its own bag. Okay. And because of that, because of having everything in a bag, do you carry the the Rainfly for the pack as well? I do. I, I carry the Rainfly for a couple of reasons. One, when it's really pounding, um, it's really nice to have. And two, I like to leave my pack outside of my tent um, so I can get in and out of it easily at night. And the nice thing about the, the rain cover, you know, it's two, ounce, two or three ounces, I believe. And you can just wrap your whole pack, your bow, your rifle, whatever you got with you, all your stuff, your boots, you can put it under and, and you can leave it out and all that's not going to get rained on. Cause I like to have a little, you know, some extra room in my tent. I don't like my stuff laying on top of me. So I kind of organize everything when I get set up to, to camp for the night, um, and, and get everything under that pack cover and, and wrap everything up. So it's not going to, not going to get wetter, um, or, or not going to get wet throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on, on one thing, you know, Everybody has a few things that they take that are kind of convenience type thing. One thing, I always bring my own tent. I don't like sleeping with anybody else. Um, I've ended up uh, twice with somebody who snores, which is just a complete nightmare. If you're, I'm not a light sleeper either, and to keep me awake is is, is pretty tough. But um, I always take my own tent. I, I sleep by myself. It's 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 nice for the unless you're on a um, the Chugach I did with Johnny Rydine. We were loaded and we were deep, and we had one storm star tent that we slept in together it was fine um you can do it that that tent's a little wider and and is is good for that but it, if you have the choice uh i take a i take a mountain star two man and and use it just just by myself um that's kind of one convenient thing my, my spotting scope tripod and, and and my own tent or everything else is going to be as light as i can possibly get it all the best stuff um but those three things are kind of are, are what I take on a hunt that I just—it's a convenience thing for me. For sure, and sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. Getting a really good night's sleep, you know, having a little bit of time to yourself too. I mean, for me, I know always being able to just, you know, kind of when you're sleeping next to someone, you, you feel like you can never really just kind of de- debrief and just kind of, you know, you know, melt down if, if you yeah. will. Um, and it's just something about being able to be on your own as a, for a little bit of, you know, what? six, eight yeah, hours I found, is a huge deal. I've found that like when you really get stuck in a tent, like I've had, I've had sheep hunts, uh, one in 2012 where on a 10 day hunt, I spent seven full days in the tent and I was really glad I had my own tent on that occasion because, you know, it, it was fog to the ground, raining like crazy, snowing, spitting, you just, you couldn't be outside, and, and to be cramped in that kind of a situation, um, you know, if you knew it was going to be nice, and you were only going to be sleeping in the tent when you, you know, went in for the night, uh, not that big of a deal, but, you know, the, the fact that you could spend, you know, 100 hours straight in your tent, you know, it's it's just nice to have your own tent, just for sure, and um, well, and, and uh, 
you know, that's basically my system, obviously, of stuff that that we make. And then, uh, you know, I always take my own food. Um, Jason and I are both the same. We, we basically pre-make all our own food, stuff that we like to eat. Um, I take it no matter what, how I'm going on. I mean, most outfitters have great food. I've never been to a place where I thought, oh, yeah, that would have been terrible. Um, but I just... It's just an extra level of comfort. I know exactly what my pack's going to weigh. I know exactly what I'm going to eat every day. Uh, I know exactly how to ration what I've got, and I don't have to worry about, you know, preference and taste on anything. So it costs a little bit extra to do, but I, I always take my own food all the way. You know, I think um, on a separate podcast episode, I think going over your exact food list, I think guys would really find value in that, and I think we can cover that on another episode, and I think it will – it will have a lot of value if you don't yeah. mind sharing um, what what you carry. Um, but I think that's something like this mountain goat hunt that I'm going on. Um, you know, I'm going to take that advice. I'm definitely dar. Each of us are taking our own mountain stars, and and I think bringing your own food is is huge because then you know how it is when when you're either sharing food or you're relying on someone else. There's always going to be something that maybe you miss or maybe your body doesn't agree with, and so I think that will make a great podcast episode on its own. Um, so if you will, we'll go over that another time. Trekking poles or no trekking poles. I hear you talk about ice axe. Um, I'm a big trekking pole user. Is there some hunts that you would use trekking poles and others that you would only use an ice axe? Yeah, I mean, glacier type hunting, you need an ice axe. You know, if you would, you, you know, if you're going to have to self arrest, you know, it actually is a safety tool. I think some guys look at it and go, oh, you know, he's just using it because it looks cool. Like I've actually had to self arrest on, on a goat hunt in Alaska. Um, in 2011, like it, it's 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 a safety tool. It's nice in super steep areas to be able to pick out your 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 sleeping spot or, or clean an area out where you're taking care of an animal or anything like that. I mean, an ice axe is great. I kind of vary depends on the hunt. Um, I prefer trekking poles. I feel like uh, I get more out of two two trekking poles than I do in the Yukon trip last year. I took two trekking poles. Um, Jason took the ice axe, um, and, you know, it's one of those things where you always say, hey, can I borrow your ice axe to dig my spot out and make sure it's flat? Um, so uh, I think I'm going to run ice axe this year, but um, either way, having having a ice axe or a trekking pole is, is a huge benefit. It takes the weight off you. Um, you just find that you can carry weight better. It's more of a, it, it's a, it's a safety thing, too. I mean, you can, when you're falling down or helping yourself get up, um, it's, it's just a handy thing to have, so I've already got one or the other. I think we covered yeah, that pretty good, don't you? Yeah, I think we're going to probably set a new record on time here, huh? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's uh, good stuff, though. Um, Brennan, the um, Kuyu Mobile Showroom this weekend, I believe, is in Seattle. Um, Portland, Oregon? Oh, yep. Seattle, yep. Washington. And I wanted to go over here. Uh, Seattle is June 8th through the 10th. Spokane is the 15th through the 17th. Yeah. Missoula, Montana, uh, June 22nd through 24th. Then Boise, Idaho Falls, and then Bozeman. You are going to be in Seattle uh, the 8th, 8th through the yep. 10th. Is that yeah, correct? I'm leaving this weekend. I'm going to go out and uh, give, them, give them a hand. And, um, yeah, it's been the response has been unbelievable. We've had... Uh, Tons of people showing up. The lines, I, I understand, have been. Uh, it's been a little bit crowded, and, and which is which is awesome. Um, so I'm going to go out and give them give them a hand, see if I can see if I can assist them a little bit. I'll, be, I'll actually be at uh, uh, Seattle, Missoula, and Bozeman. So if anybody's in the local area, come by and say hi. And yeah, it's it's really cool to see 
Um, I was down at the, the main office when we rolled it out, and it's it's pretty damn impressive um, what they're what what they've what they've done with that showroom, and it's it's just cool to see. And for anybody that is, you know, just we just went over my gear list. You can come in and try everything on, see what fits, see what you like, walk through a system, kind of put it together, and see. Oh, okay, that's that's how that works. Um, you know, the one the one negative on Consumer Direct or a place you can't put your hands on it and. Is, is that you can't see it, and that, that's why we're we're going out with this. Is you can come in and put your hands on it and talk to somebody that knows and uh, try the boots on. Uh, I definitely encourage anybody to try try having a boot system on, and uh, I think they're going to love them. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, the ability to see exactly, you know, are you an XL or are you a large, you know, specifically try on every piece of gear. The the beauty of the mobile showroom. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, is every piece of gear that Kuyu sells is there. So, I mean, people can literally touch and feel and try on and and get to know every piece there, be able to say, you know, do I like the feel of synthetic? Do I like the feel of merino wool? You know, what's this difference between the Kuyu um, Kenai jacket and the Super Down? Like, what size am I in? You know, I know people always have a little bit of trepidation about, you know, if they can't touch it and feel it, see it. Um, it, it it's sometimes difficult to know yep. exactly what size, and that's the true benefit of the market. We have show. everything we make in every size. So if you want to try on, you know, a Peloton 240 from uh, the smallest size to 3X, uh, we have it um, with everything. I mean, pants, everything. Every single item we make in every single size. So you can specifically try on, you know, my 32 or 34 in attack pants. Um, you know, my my medium or large and in, in super down or a three X. Like we have every single thing we make in every single size. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And if you guys want to know um, where the mobile showroom is next, uh, you can go to kuyu.com. Um, you can go and and I also will be doing. I have been doing for the last couple of weeks. Uh, on every podcast trying to get you know three or four cities out so that people are aware of what's coming um and you could also go on my instagram page there's a picture but uh, kuyu.com to get that uh schedule and um brendan and um i understand jason will be at a few of them and uh, a bunch of the other staff um so it's it's awesome uh that you guys are doing that and um, it's a great um, you know, just more things from Kuyu, transparent with their customers and, and bringing it right to you guys specifically. So it's, I think, hugely important. Um, Brendan, it's been awesome having you on here talking about sheep hunting. I know that um, we could probably spend days talking about all this stuff and, and we will in, in coming months. Um, but this gives a pretty good understanding if someone was interested in, in getting into sheep hunting. Um, I think this is a pretty good baseline or, you know, sets set some ground rules for, for uh, people that, that want to get into it and, and learn more about it. And um, certainly, uh, you know, your success as a sheep hunter, you know, having harvested eight rams, you've been there, you've done that. Um, you've also guided for some of the largest rams. Um, and I think it's hugely important for um, people to take note of guys like yourself that, you know, you don't just talk about it. You actually do it and then you talk about it. Um, and, and, you know, I think I think that's where the value is in, you know, Kuyu Ultralight Hunting is you and Jason go on these hunts every single year and you don't just talk about it. And, and um, I, I think that 
is why Kuyu has been as successful as it is because you guys, you you're not you you know there's nothing fake about Kuyu. Um, there's nothing fake about you and Jason, and you, you're simply going to use the best products that you can possibly create. Um, and and um, my hats off to you guys for you know doing what you've done with that company, but. You would probably say that it's just what you do. It's it's you know you're you're gonna do it uh, regardless because you want the best gear. You want to use personally the best gear out there. Yeah, well I appreciate that, Jay. That's <clears throat> nice of you to say. And and yeah, I mean we we do it because that's what we love to do. Um, you know, again, I don't have any other hobbies. Uh, this is you know with sheep and elk hunting. That's really all I do, and, and it seems pretty pretty one or two dimensional but that that's really the only thing that i really love doing so um yeah i mean we're always trying to improve and the only way you get really good at something is doing a lot of it um whether it's going on your own hunts or guiding hunts or assistant hunts or whatever you know it's uh yeah it's 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 one of the it's a totally unique thing and, and like i said it's you know hunting sheep is one of those things where it gets lumped into a rich man's thing but it's it's not i mean there's a lot of opportunities out there for the guy that's willing to hustle or go along or um, you know, get out there and go on a sheep. They say, you know, you'll know whether you're a sheep hunter on your, after your first sheep hunt or not. Uh, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Um, so you know, it's one of those things where you, know, you get out there and, and, and do it. And um, that's, what, that's what we love doing. And that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do again this fall. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So looking forward in, in your forecast for the hunts you have coming up, um, will you shoot one more sheep this year or possibly two? Ah, things get lucky. I don't know how the trial's going to turn out. I've been rejected everywhere. I'm, like you said, I'm 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 hoping you got a little intuition there on on Arizona. But uh, I, um, hopefully one we're um, hunting stone sheep uh, August first. Uh, really excited about that hunt. And then uh, I'm actually trying to line up another another hunt between now and then or after then. Um, or I'm still waiting for a few few draws to come out and a few few tags and see how things work but i'll definitely be hunting, hunting sheep this fall at least once and, and guide a few hunts and going on a few hunts um here here in montana and a couple other places so hopefully uh hopefully see a few big rams on the ground this fall um, but yeah really looking forward to on stone sheep with jason in in, in august uh it's gonna be a, gonna be an awesome hunt and um yeah we'll, we'll see how she goes Okay, buddies. Well, sounds good. Thanks for sharing uh, with us here, and thanks for bringing all that value and and knowledge to the uh, podcast. And I just appreciate uh, all that you guys do, and um, uh, just uh, always enjoy talking to you. And and, uh, it's always a good uh, time for me because I can learn a lot, and I'm excited uh, for my own uh, first uh, sheep hunt in 2018. And Excited for this goat hunt here this this uh, this this August and um, so yeah it's, it's uh, good good times and uh, exciting times uh, for sure so uh, until then buddy uh, God bless and um, I'll see you down the road and definitely those people that are looking to uh, get to Seattle Washington to the Kuyu uh, Mobile Showroom uh, definitely uh, go go look Brendan up and um, bend his ear and. Uh, uh, I know you'll get a lot of value out of talking to him. Thanks, Jay. I really appreciate appreciate what what you do for us. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing how how both your hunts go. Obviously, the goat is going to be really cool. They're super underrated, and and uh, yeah, your first sheet hunt will definitely uh, it'll, it'll be cool. So thanks again, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.